Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Streets of Rage number three for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, did you like it? Um, okay. <laughs> so I love beat-em-up games. This is yeah. a beat-em-up game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have actually not to my knowledge ever played streets of rage in any form yeah uh it's just i don't know why not on purpose it's just not something i've played and so when you said we were going to play yeah. streets of rage i was like oh that's cool that's like one of those classic beat-em-ups yeah, that everyone knows right. about so i was excited yeah i was um, excited too before we started yeah a little <laughs> bit less excited after playing it for a while i i actually kind of have a headache uh yeah it's a lot to mm-hmm. it's a lot to absorb right yeah, uh, so we're going to have to go through <laughs> this, uh, pick it apart a little bit, see what was good, what was bad, kind of debrief. I feel like I yeah, need to good, I need to debrief a little bit on this one. That's a good way of putting it, because I definitely feel like I need to do something after playing this game for two and a half hours. But, yeah, we played for a while. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's just a classic beat-em-up game, you know, your side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh this one's got some weapons you can pick up. It's got yep. a few different characters you can choose between. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, if you've ever played a beat-em-up game, you kind of get the general <laughs> gist of the basics of this game. Right. So do you just want to get right into what the game did well? Yeah, let's hop right in. All right. Um, I think that the the first thing that stood out to me when just, like, kind of messing around and learning the controls of this game is a lot of times in beat-em-ups you have your normal attack and then you have, like, a special attack. Mm-hmm. And usually when you do your special attack, it, like, damages you. Yeah. It's, like, the way that they stop you from just spamming your powerful attack right. over and over and over again. And this game, and I, that kind of always kind of bugs me because it's, like, well, I don't want to use that because I don't want to hurt myself yeah. because I don't want to die. And so then I right. end up going like the whole game without ever using the special attack. Yeah, it's like that thing where people, you go through like an RPG game and you always like hoard your potions. Like, I don't want to yeah, use yeah, my, yeah. my items because I might need it later. Right. And it's kind of that way in beat em up. You're like, I don't want to use my special move Dude, because I might yeah. need my health later for a stronger guy. And I really like this game gives you a little meter that fills up automatically. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. It just fills up on its own. And once it's full, you can use a special attack and it won't hurt you, Mm -hmm. which is cool. And it fills up pretty quickly. So like every 10, 15 seconds, you can do a special attack, which is a really, really cool way Mm -hmm. of giving you a powerful attack, but stopping you from using it over and over and over again. Yeah. And I feel like that is the format that every beat-em-up should use for the special attack because it just works so much better. Yeah, I agree. You can still spam it. If you don't have like the meter full, but it'll take away your health. Yeah. But I really did like um, that they added that feature in this game because I don't know that I've seen it in any other game before. I I don't think I've seen that before. Not that I've that I've realized. And like, yeah, like you said, if you need to like do three special attacks in a row to finish off a boss, you can do it. It will take away your health like like a special attack normally does. Mm. But if you don't want to, you can let your meter fill up and get a free one. And it's yeah. cool. I thought that was a really cool way to do it. And mm. uh, like I said, I wish that that would become the standard in beat em ups. Yeah, for sure. That kind of plays into uh, one of the things that I have written down that the game did well is the the combat is pretty satisfying and uh, and it has some a decent amount of depth to it too. Um, I really liked like 
the moment to moment punching guys in this game is actually like a lot of fun. It's, and like the animations are satisfying the variety of moves that you can do. Yeah. Um, all that stuff I found to be very good, um, overall. Yeah. The combat's good. It feels like it controls pretty good. You can mm-hmm. make your guy do what you want him to do. You're never like, ah, oh, why won't you just do what I want you to? Um, this game does have team damage, which we oh, normally yeah. don't like, but I felt like you had good enough control over your character that it wasn't like there was definitely times when we were accidentally hurting each other. But for some reason in this one, I, I didn't bug me as much because I felt like we had good enough control where you could kind of try to avoid each other. That does. It didn't really work out super well when there's only like one bad guy left and you both want to be like double teaming that person. It's really annoying to like be trying to work together and you keep punching mm-hmm. each other. Or for some reason, like if you walk too close to each other, a lot of times like you'll grab each other. It's like, mm-hmm. why am I putting my partner in a full Nelson? Like right. some of that stuff didn't work super good, but um, yeah, the combat was, it did really work really well. And uh, I, I didn't even mind a hundred percent that it had team damage <laughs> because the controls were so good. I would have really liked to see them uh, give us the option. Like a lot of, you know, beat em ups even way before this one, you know, had that, that option to play, you know, two player A or two player B and yeah. the ones where you can hurt your friend. And I just found it to be more annoying than anything. Um, you can grab your friend and they can do like team attacks and stuff and they can you can like throw them and we didn't do it very much. I mean it looks kinda cool, but it didn't really seem too practical. Yeah, and it wasn't super powerful. It wasn't like the risk of accidentally punching your friend or yeah. accidentally hurting him wasn't really there because you didn't get a super powerful move out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the options, uh, it did give you the option to change the difficulty level, easy, normal, or hard. Yeah. And it let you change how many lives you could start with, mm-hmm. um, which was cool because I felt like be- like we tried it on normal at first and uh, got to like the third level or something. Yeah, not very far. Went back, went down to easy, and made it a little bit further. And I felt like uh, this game had a good balance. It wasn't crazy difficult. It definitely... Um, near the end got harder. Yeah. Uh, but they, there was a good balance with the the normal parts of the levels and the bosses. It was a good balance. And they give you an option to do like a little secret code and you can bring up the stage select thing in the yeah. options, which is awesome because it's like, oh man, we made it like almost to the end and then we died. You don't have to start all the way at the beginning. You can use right. a little stage select code. And, and it's and, nice and easy too. Yeah. Um, there's four options on the main menus, like one player, two player options or battle. And if you highlight battle and then you press up and B, you'll be on the options. And then while holding up and B, if you press start, it'll add the level select to the options menu. So it's super easy to enter and it's really convenient because um, the game is one of these games where if you play it on a lower difficulty, you can't see the real ending. Um, but with the level select cheat, you can actually keep it on a lower difficulty and skip to the later levels. Yeah, because we beat it on easy. And mm-hmm. you find out, oh, that wasn't the real bad guy. That yeah. was just a robot. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you play like a beginner. Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> yeah, we're on easy. So it was it was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. We've seen that in a couple other games. And it was, you know, then they're like, try again on normal. Right. I just find it a little bit annoying because I had a lot more fun when the game was on easy. Yeah. It just, it felt, I guess, maybe more balanced or something. I don't know what exactly changed if the enemies just had less health or they put out less damage, but I found easy to be way more of a, a standard beat up experience that I found to be fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm never like the kind of guy who wants to force myself into a difficult 
game or whatever. Like I, I yeah. prefer the easy mode. I want to just like punch a bunch <laughs> of dudes. I want to see the story. Yeah. And I want to get through the whole thing. It's like it's not fun to me to keep dying over and over again. So yeah. yeah, it's nice to have that option. And you're right. The the easy mode did feel better balanced. I do like when games give you the option of like going out on missions and like changing your difficulty and getting better rewards from like doing a harder version of the mission. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about here. No, so. like when you, you can't actually finish the game, like there's actual stages that are blocked off to you. If yeah. you play on easy, that was, yeah, that is a little bit lame. Yeah. Uh, for me, the the next thing that I have on my list for this game does well, and I think is maybe the best part of this game, maybe the best part of <laughs> any video game, has to be Rue. And uh, Rue is an unlockable character. He's a kangaroo that is wearing boxing gloves, and I think they're supposed to be boxing shorts, but they look like jean shorts to me. <laughs> so you got a kangaroo with boxing gloves and jean shorts and some kind of chain around his neck too yeah well like he's originally one of the bosses like henchmen and he's on like a leash and then if you defeat the boss but you don't kill the henchman kangaroo then the kangaroo becomes a selectable character Mm. and he's awesome yeah he's He's like one of my favorite characters ever i don't know anything about (laughs) his backstory or like anything else if he ever shows up again in another streets of rage but he should be uh i officially am starting today the Rue for Smash campaign. <laughs> uh, get that Rue DLC going. And I I loved it. It was awesome. Oh, He's so yeah. cool that that like the, on the cover of the game, Rue is on the cover of the game. He's an unlockable character. He's not even like one of your main dudes. <laughs> right. He's on the cover of the game and one of the actual main characters is not. Yeah. Um, we can save that conversation for a little bit later because that is going to go in what this game does bad for me <laughs> the cover art <laughs> no just that that particular character i have some things to say oh, but we, can, man. we can hold off on that for now um i also have the kangaroo written down as one of the highlights um i think overall just the character variety is pretty good in this game because yeah. all the characters aren't just the same statistically like some of them are slower and hit harder or some of them are like really fast but don't have as much range or one of them is like super balanced um, so there's really like a good variety of like fitting your play style here, whether or not you want to run around the screen or you want to like be slow and just, you know, beat on guys. I thought that that was a, a nice thing that this game did. Yeah. And actually all the streets of rage I think do, but I don't know if they all have the stats the way that this one does. You got the two main characters. You got your like fighting guy and your fighting girl. And then you got like an elderly gentleman who is a robot <laughs> And he's got Part robot. super, yeah. yeah, mostly robot, I think. <laughs> really, robot neck. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know, but he's got robot arms and stuff. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he's got really long range. And then you have Skate, who is a, like, middle school child on rollerblades. <laughs> uh, and he has very short range, but very fast because he's on rollerblades. Yeah. According to the game, he's like four foot eight and like eighty eight pounds. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Alex's younger brother, and Alex is a character from previous Streets of Rage games, I believe. Just I think from he was in Streets of Rage two, maybe trying I to understand know. the story of this game. I think that's what I picked up. So yeah, the 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 yeah the variation with the characters is cool, and they each have their own play style and their mm. own special moves and attacks and stuff. And yeah, it's re- they did that really well. Yeah, another cool thing that is, comes with the variety of characters is they have you pick up weapons throughout the game. Yeah, and some of them have like special weapon animations. And Skate has like if you pick up a knife and then you run and attack, he'll do like kind of a drill-looking like dive attack, which looks really cool. And then if he has like a 
bat or like a two by four, he'll kind of like vault off of it and kick guys. So I liked um, just the animations in general, but like I liked that there was variety with the weapons and different animations with each character. Yeah, the weapons. The weapons themselves were pretty standard for a lot of beat 'em ups. You had like your baseball bat and your knife and a, a sword and like a plank of wood. Um, there were grenades also, but they they it wasn't just like here's a a longer melee weapon or whatever. They did add some cool stuff. Like you could throw the knife. You could you could throw any of the weapons really, and you could uh, do like a charging attack where you're like running and do like a a more powerful attack. So they did some really cool stuff with the weapons. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that you have under the what this game did well category? Um, The levels have a lot of variety to them. I appreciate that. I don't appreciate everything about all the levels, but it's nice (laughs) that it's not just like you're you're on a street and now you're on another street and now you're on another street. Uh, There's the streets of rage, Dan. (laughs) You're in a street and then you're in a nightclub and then you're at a bar and then you're on a construction site and then you're at like a robot factory and then you're like... You're in an elevator. On an elevator. (laughs) Then you're in a a second elevator. Then you're on a third elevator. Yep. (laughs) You actually don't fight on the third level. You only fight on two of the elevators, I think. Yeah. I don't know. But, but yeah, there was a lot, a lot of variation. Yeah, the the I think the level variety is really the last uh, last thing that I have to point out that I liked about this game. All right, well, I think we can transition into what this game did poorly, and I think we both have <sighs> quite a lot to say here. <laughs> I think for me, above everything else, the thing that stands out for what this game does poorly is the music. And I like sometimes when we do this, like we always talk about like, oh, the graphics were good. Like the music was good. And we'll like have like a couple little things. But I, I don't think I've ever heard (laughs) worse video game music than this game. I like, it blows my mind how bad the video game music is in this game. It's so incredibly bad. Uh, At times it sounds like uh, just somebody hitting random notes. Yep. At other times, this is like, super out there so most of you probably have never heard of this. this is this thing called uh chip bending where you take like an old electronic toy and you like purposely screw with the circuit board Cir- circuit bending that's what's called circuit bending and you just basically like break the toy and like solder random things together and it makes just garbage sounding garble awful and that is what half of the tracks <laughs> on this game sound like it's insane how bad they are yeah, uh, I this is the 14th episode of this show, and this has to be the worst soundtrack that we've heard so far in the course of the show. The, uh, man, the thing is, it's not even like bad because they didn't put effort into it. It's bad because they went so over the top with effort. Like everything is just like so many layers of nonsense, like on top yeah. of each other. And there was exactly one level where we're like, wow this isn't terrible right and it wasn't good it just wasn't terrible yeah it was one of the only ones that was like catchy and decent the other ones had like a lot of just weird noise to them and they weren't really like you're not gonna find yourself humming the streets of raid 3 soundtrack oh man you know i'm gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna put together like clips of like four or five of the levels and put them together on instagram (laughs) and i'm gonna share it so if you are wondering like what this sounds like you don't need to go and like ruin your Spotify history by looking this up. <laughs> I'm going to put them on, on Instagram the day we release this episode. So you just go and, and check that out on Twitter, Lord Instagram, Facebook. It'll be up there. Uh, it's just so bad. You got, you guys got to hear this. So for me, that stands out above everything else about what this game did poorly. The music was just unbearably bad. Like I have a headache from listening to it for the last <laughs> two and a half hours. 
Was it just the music that gave you the headache, Jordan? No, I guess we can transition <laughs> into that next part. We both kind of came to the conclusion that the graphics are are also pretty bad. It's so weird, though. It is weird. It's, like, it's not like the game looks bad, but at the same time, it's like it does in, in some kind of weird way. Like The shading on the pixel art is like all checkerboarded. Which, without looking at a bunch of other pixel art to figure out why this stuff looks weird, it just looks weird. It does. Yeah, they, they've definitely made a stylistic choice. You can even tell right from, like, the title screen, there's a lot of checkerboarding going on. And it's just kind of overwhelming. It's not bad graphics in that it's hard to tell what's going on. Like, they actually do a good job of separating the characters from the background and separating the characters from each other. It's not like you ever, like, lose track of yourself, but just, like, the stylistic choices are very strange. Um, people might love it. Like this is definitely a subjective thing, but both of us were looking at it and we're like, man, there's just so much going on that the fact that the very last level or maybe like the second to last level, one of the last two levels, it was not overboard. And it was like, whoa, this is like refreshing. It's not like assaulting my eyes. So yeah, it's not nearly as bad as the music, but the, no. the graphics are definitely strange. It's hard to place, but there's something strange about them. Yeah, and it's. I think some levels are worse than others. Yeah, for you know, sure. Like later on, I noticed that they had something without checkerboarding on it, and I was like, okay, this looks a little bit more normal. Yeah. Um, and it's a lot less irritating to look at, but because we're playing on the Retron, um, it's like completely crispy and high def, so you can see it a lot more than you might have back in the day or whatever. That's a good point. Yeah, we, we weren't playing this on like a, a CRT, so any like video game purists out there, maybe this didn't look terrible like on those, but we're, you know, we're playing it today on the stuff that we have and it, it looks weird. And definitely it is worse in some levels other than, than others. And I put this down as soon as we finished this specific level uh, in the bad column. The dance club level oh, gosh. Uh, is just absolutely insane. Ugh. There's like flashing lights, strobe lights. I can't imagine that this would ever make it into a game today because it seems like like the kind of stuff that would cause seizures. There's just like it's flashing, so like weird. It's, it's making it look like a laser light show inside of like a rave, which like they did a good job of conveying that, but it makes it impossible to actually like try to fight bad guys because you're... I don't know, just like the screen sick is to your randomly going dark, like every whatever thirteen seconds or something. The screen goes dark and you can't see anything for a couple seconds, and then you have like all these what is it, green and pink like circle things like flying everywhere. Yeah, it's like a laser light show, and it's just like what is going on. This music is making this worse because I think the the track is really short and irritating. Um, yeah, that was that was probably. Besides the music, my least favorite part of this game yeah, the <laughs> was dan- that the level. Yeah, dance club level, not good. Yeah, I don't, it's funny because I was telling you, like, I don't remember this level from the last time I played it. <laughs> you completely shut it out of your right. brain. Right, and this, the other one that looked terrible specifically to me was this, the street level, which I think is just the second, the start of stage two is, is you're out on a street, which is, is that right before the dance club? Yeah, which is, this brings me into something that's really interesting. So this game, uh... There is a story, and I think if you read in the um, like the little booklet, it gives you a little bit more story. But basically, there's a bad guy, and he <laughs> is replacing important town leaders with robots. And he's also like gonna blow up the city. So he's like he's gonna blow up the city, but he's also replacing all the leaders with robots. So I don't know if he wants to like rule the city or destroy it. Not really sure. 
But you you get together with your friends and you're going to go track down this bad guy and stop him. And like your first thing you do is like, well, we got to find out where the bad guy is. So we're going to go interrogate some punks. Right. So that leads you into the first level or two where you're walking through a street and you're just beating up every teenager in sight. <laughs> no, don't, that's true, right? Yeah, but they're all attacking you. No, you attack them first. And this happens in the rave level. You walk into the club. Everybody's dancing. Nobody attacks you. Everybody's dancing. And then you start beating up girls. It's three girls dancing. And all of a sudden you start beating them up. And then the entire club attacks you. And it's like, what is happening here? And then it even gets to the end of that level. And they're like, man, we didn't get anything. I guess it wasn't worth talking to these punks. And it's like. These were the, the, that that did not progress the story at all. You just went in the street, beat up a bunch of kids, and they're like, "Oh man, I guess that was worthless." Nobody said anything, and it's like, "What just happened?" Like, if you go back and listen to our our first episode on Ninja Turtles, I talk about like I think the Ninja Turtles might be the bad guys because of like going like there's a whole lot to it. I don't need to rehash that whole thing, but I, I'm not convinced that the Streets of Rage people are like totally innocent either because they're just like walking around beating up kids like oh well that didn't work guess we should go oh here i have another lead it's like why didn't you use your actual lead first before you just went and beat up half a town's worth of kids why do you care so much about the story and to beat them up because dan you can't just like scrap the story the story is what drives the whole thing it's right on the tin jordan it's a beat them up that's like what you do yeah but i want to beat up people who deserve it i don't want to go beat up random teenage girls who are out with their friends going dancing and all of a sudden Axel's in here and Blaze <laughs> is punching them in the face. Like, I mean, oh, I just want man. a reason to be beating them up. I don't want to be beating them up indiscriminately, you know? Well, you're beating up people who are probably bad looking for Wow. Wow. You, well, you implied, I don't, I wasn't paying close enough attention. I just went to punch people, but... You <laughs> implied that they didn't attack us first. They in the dance level. They in the dance dancing. level, they don't. They're right. just dancing. But I don't. Th- I don't think it le- would let you skip that. So it kind of forces you into. Yeah, the game forces weird. you to <laughs> to beat people up, and so uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay. Well, it's worth talking about. It's. I don't know about that. <laughs> what else did this game not do well? Um. The boss fights aren't fun. (laughs) (laughs) Just like full stop. Full stop. The boss fights are just not fun. I can't think of a single boss fight that I actually had any fun with. Um, The sub bosses maybe like a little bit of fun. A little bit. Like. Yeah. Because it's, I I guess, what, are the levels probably broken up into two sections a piece and one at the end of the first section you usually fight like a smaller sub boss with a big health bar and then at the end of the section you fight like longer yeah, health barred boss. This is something that more annoying things. This is something that comes up a lot with us when we play beat 'em up games. Is that like in these old games, a lot of times the boss fights aren't aren't great. Um, and I think that that's something that modern games have improved. Like we were talking about some of these levels, uh, some of the bosses kind of reminded me of bosses from Castle Crashers, and I think that that game does a really good job of making the boss fights like some of the funnest parts of that game. And uh, I think it's something that modern games have definitely improved on uh, over their older counterparts. Because we talk about this a lot where the boss fights just are kind of the least fun part of the game. You're kind of just grinding through a super long battle to be like, all right, let's get to the next level. Yeah, I mean, it would be a little bit better 
if a lot of these games allowed you enough strategy to like take on the bosses in a good way but most of them are just like the bosses zipping around the screen doing cheap attacks that you can't really avoid in this game you can double tap like up or down to like do a a dodge roll up or down on the the screen but it's kind of like hard to do or time properly yeah um or or see what's going to hit you still or not hit you um there's just not a lot of good ways to tackle these boss fights and i think a lot of these problems uh, could be mitigated if we had more effective, I don't know, controls or I don't know if that's, see, maybe just slow down the boss or don't make them have like super cheap behavior that's impossible to avoid or whatever. Yeah, I think that this game wasn't as bad as some games we've played. Um, we've definitely played some where it seems like the boss just like juggles you around the screen and you're lucky to ever get like a hit in every minute or so and this one wasn't as bad but definitely the yeah. further you got into this game right the cheaper the bosses got i had some of that there was also one just like random goon that would like slap you in the face like 12 times and take away like two-thirds of your health bar <laughs> you know it's funny there's one level where you're fighting these jetpack dudes and oh the henchman jetpack dudes keep showing up and you're trying to kill like the main dude and then you finally get to the end uh, you kill the main boss and there's still like four jetpack guys flying around and then Adam finally shows up in his helicopter with like a 50 cal machine gun and just like completely kills them all like instantly and it's like why are we walking through all these levels beating these guys up when we could have just brought a machine gun and done this <laughs> so much faster well that guy who I think is a playable character in the first game um, he's like I got your message blaze so maybe he just didn't get the message soon enough. And then as soon as he got the message, he hopped in his helicopter and came and uh, barraged this roof full of bullets that have his friends on top of it and somehow didn't hit any of them. And then he never comes back again. He's like, grab that machine gun and come with us. We still got like more fights to do. And he's just gone. <laughs> he's gone. And I think this is a good time to transition and talk about that guy's name is Adam. Uh, you can't play as him, but you can play as his younger brother, Skate, who was maybe my one of my least favorite things about the game. Oh. Uh, he's just, it's irresponsible, Dan. Okay. It's irresponsible. You have two grown adults, uh, a robot, elderly gentleman as your playable characters, and then the fourth one is a middle school boy on rollerblades who can really, handle really, himself. Not really. Yeah. Not really, Dan. Yes, he can. He's like a quarter the size of most of the bad guys. He's just terrible. He's got no reach. He's, He's not terrible. Rollerblading doesn't even understand like we're going into a fight. You should maybe wear shoes. <laughs> like we're going upstairs. Like why are you wearing rollerblades? There roller were no blades? stairs. We did. There no. was a yes, there was Elevators, a time. There no was stairs. a time at the end of a level <laughs> where we went upstairs and I, you were playing a skate and he walked up the stairs in his skates and I'm like this is ridiculous. I don't think that that's a thing. I it think was you made that up because no, you wanted to make it up. I'm not making it up. So Skate is dumb and he's dumb so much so <laughs> the developers realized he was dumb or the marketing people or somebody did and they're like, we're not putting this guy on the front cover. Get him out of here. We're putting Rue. Rue, the number one character in all of video games on the cover of the game. Rue for Smash. Get the hashtag going, people. Oh my goodness. And nerf skate. You don't even have to nerf him. He's already nerfed. He's terrible. He's not terrible. He's he's really fast. I like I think I like his um his grab moves the best. If you grab somebody and jump behind them and he jumps on their head and punches them in the back of the head a bunch of times. 
it's just it's, he's he's fun. He's a fun character, and he's the fastest character in the game. No, Rue's so just he's he's, kind of, Rue is just as fast. I don't as think Rue is as fast. Yeah, Rue's. I don't think so. Rue is just as fast easily, <laughs> and he's got a tail. He's got a sweet tail whip move. Uh, anyway, let's just agree that Rue is better. Do you agree that Rue is better than Skate? Um, maybe I have to default that he's better just because he's a kangaroo and he's playable in a beat 'em up. Yeah, and he's wearing <laughs> and he's wearing jorts. So, <laughs> but uh, to be fair though, with that tail attack, you wouldn't have been using it as much. You played with a Super Nintendo controller. I did. I played with a Superior controller. Yeah, I played with a Genesis controller, which we should again revisit the fact that the Retron is great. It is because it's awesome. you can play, you know, with other games with other controllers. Um, so you got to use the shoulder button, yeah. Whereas I had to use the BC button to do like a back attack instead of it being attached to a single button. So that probably made things a little bit easier for you, and I probably would have had a little bit better of a time. But I didn't think the Genesis controller was bad in this one. Um, I just, I just, I've not, I just didn't grow up playing it, so I'm, yeah. I preferred the Super Nintendo controller, and it did work better for this game because it helped you simplify some of those combos. Yeah, for sure. Um, just a couple more small things for me. Uh, I feel like every single beat 'em up has to have a motorcycle bad guy, and they're always terrible. <laughs> so can we just agree? Any developers out there listening to this, don't put motorcycle bad guys in your beat 'em up because they're annoying. They are hard to kill, and they just run you over, and you got to get like a perfectly timed jump kick to get rid of them. I hate that. Or stop it. Or don't put 12 of them that you have to kill before uh, you can yeah. move on. Yeah. <laughs> the thing or is like, don't make them take four hits before you can move on. The thing that would make it maybe better is like when you kill a guy who has a sword, you can pick up his sword. When you kill the guy who has the knife, you can pick up his knife. When I kill the guy who's on the motorcycle, I don't get to pick up his motorcycle and zoom around the screen like Wario in Super Smash Bros., that should have been a thing that I could have done, and then maybe I wouldn't hate them so much, but you can't ever do that in a beat-em-up, and so I just hate the motorcycle guys. They're not fun. It's a dumb trope. Stop doing it. I'm saying stop doing it to like the, whoever made this game like 20 years ago, 30 right. years ago. So uh, 1994 is when it came out. Yeah, it was a while ago, yeah. but um, I hate those. Speaking of not being able to get on the motorcycles, there's actually, as I was poking around like Wikipedia and SegaRetro.com, <laughs> Um, I saw that there was a cut level from this game where you're actually on motorcycles. Oh, see? So they that never finished it, but it was the thing that is sort of what you're talking about. Well, that maybe I would have appreciated it more if I could, you know, really understand what they're going through and get yeah. to ride a motorcycle myself, but I couldn't. I couldn't put myself in their shoes. <laughs> my my last thing that I want to point out here is the fact that the game kind of overstayed its welcome for me. I was ready to be done. Before kind of. It, it, yeah, no. I was. <laughs> I think I said in level six that like this game is is sort of oh, sucking man. the joy out of my life. Yeah. But uh, like the second to last level, the one that you don't get to play if you're playing on easy unless you use the stage select cheat thing, that level is actually pretty cool. You have a timer and you have to like destroy uh, the computers. There's like a couple computers you got to destroy and you're going between levels and it's kind of cool. It's very different from anything else that happens in the game. And you're like, wow, this is a really great way to end the game with something a little bit different. It's a little bit of a challenge. 
But no, that's not the end of the game because you complete that and then you go right back to another beat-em-up level where you have to defeat like every class of bad guy that you fought in every other level in the game. And then you go to a final boss fight, which was not very fun. And uh, yeah, like the whole last level just seemed kind of like a letdown after the uh, level right before it. So that was my, that's my last thing. It's just like kind of overstated its welcome could have ended on a high note and it just kept going and it felt like i don't know it just felt like it shouldn't have so we played this game for about two and a half hours i feel like the game should have been 45 minutes long (laughs) i feel like it should have ended after level four wow and we should have never had to do level five six or seven because the game for me like way overstayed its welcome yeah like and it's not like the you got any real reward from it overstaying its welcome you still got a terrible soundtrack oh you you didn't get much more fun out of it some of the worst soundtrack was in uh level six and it just like just repeated the same awful noises there was oh it's just it's so bad i i don't want to just keep talking about how bad the soundtrack was but like i'm blown away with how bad the music in this game is which we should say (laughs) on the title screen you get you know streets of rage three press start and then it literally says music by whatever composer. And it's like, this is the only person who got a shout out. Yeah. Nobody else gets a credit on the on the title screen. It just, it's your normal menu. And it says like Sega, whatever, like the publisher. And then it, yeah, it says the name of the guy who did all the music. It's like, it's like they knew the music was super bad. And like, they wanted everybody to know. It's like, no, it was that guy. It wasn't the rest of us. This guy's the one who made the headache-inducing, awful, garbage, garble noises. We'll have to look into what happened with this, like, after the show or, like, later this week. I I really need to know if there's some lore or story to this soundtrack because it doesn't make any sense how bad it really is. Yeah, I don't... It's it's truly mind-boggling how bad the music in this game is. (sighs) Yeah, this game is... I'm so sad jordan i was excited to play this game i thought i liked this game (laughs) one of the things i was doing research and as i was poking around i was like streets of rage 4 like i'm so excited about streets of rage 4 and i was excited to get into this game today because i thought i liked it and now that i played it (laughs) i don't think i like it very much yeah Yeah. (laughs) which is so weird because i've i've played it in the past and i enjoyed it i played it as a kid i enjoyed it i played it probably I would say two to three years ago. And I, I don't remember loving it, but I don't remember like hating it. Yeah. Um, so I'm really bummed right now that we, we have to speak so negatively about this game. Cause I didn't realize that this was going to happen. I thought it was going to be the complete opposite. Yeah. I thought we were going to come in here and it was going to be like sunset riders where I was going to be all conflicted and be like, I don't know if this game's worth it. Is it worth it? Is it not? Ooh, it's good. It's foreshadowing. Yeah, maybe. Um, anyways, the, the, I have one last thing written down that the game didn't do well. Okay. It's had some slowdown. Yeah. When there was, uh, when a few things got going on screen, not often, but as we try to look at these games in a modern context, we just like to, Try to be as thorough as possible for whether or not they're still good. And um, it didn't impact the gameplay too negatively, too often, but it was no. still something that happened often enough that I noticed it. It was probably something you could count on one hand. And it was usually when there was like 
a bazillion things going on on screen, which happens a lot in this game. But mm. when you had a lot of bad guys come in, it, there was a few slowdowns. Never at a critical moment. I don't think it ever happened during a boss fight. Um, but yeah, there was definitely a few times when it was surprising how much the game slowed down. Yeah. But all right, let's move on to our next segment yes. here. Can we please move on? I'm ready. Can we please just move on from Streets of Rage three? We'll wrap this up quickly. Gosh, I'm so sad that this game is <laughs> has way more in the negative column than it does in the positive column. Hey, it's got Rue though. Yeah, that could I, salvage the game on its own. Maybe. Um, I think I played Streets of Rage two like a couple of years ago, and I really had a good time with it. Yeah, I don't remember feeling these emotions towards that game <laughs> at all. So maybe it's just Streets of Rage 3. I need to go revisit Streets of Rage 2 just to make sure it's still good because it'll make me really sad if it's as bad as Streets of Rage 3 is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, so what What do you, What would you pay for this experience that Man, you just had? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like I, I, I mean, <laughs> you asked me earlier, Just like, what would you pay out. for the soundtrack for this game? I was like, you literally have to pay me to listen through the whole soundtrack of this game because I feel like sick. And <laughs> oh, it's amazing. The game was it definitely. It's not like completely worthless. There, there is some fun stuff in this game. There's stuff that this game does well, but like, if I want to play a beat 'em up game, I'm gonna pick up dozens of other ones before I pick up <laughs> dozens, this game. Right. I, I honestly, literally, have to say dozens. like. If I saw this game at a thrift store, I would pick it up if it was five bucks or less just because okay. I'm, I'm sure I could resell it for more or like <laughs> give it I'd to you it or whatever. Flip. Like I just I, like I wow. wouldn't want to like just like leave it there. It's so good. But I if this was in the eShop, uh, I would scroll right on by. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. think speaking of thrift stores, I feel like I've had this in my collection for a really long time. And I think this is one of the games that I got from a thrift store. I could be wrong about it, but I got this game for thrift store prices at the very yeah. least. I, th- I might have got it in like a bundle with a couple other games, but I think I got this from the thrift store for pretty dirt cheap. All right. So you would pay $5 at the thrift store if you could flip it for more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to answer this honestly. Yeah, I, I just really... And you would not pay... A single dollar for this on the eShop. No, I don't you think just, so. You're just done. Streets of Rage 3 is just dead to you completely. I, I wouldn't want to like give up the space on my SD card. <laughs> this game, it's probably like... <laughs> it's probably like Megabytes. four megs. <laughs> <laughs> See? Oh, yeah. But the, the next question is going to be definitely harder. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what I would pay for this. Like, it hurts me. I don't even know. Like, I'm so sad that this day in history is, is cause I was, I really was, I was like, this is going to be a great episode. We're going to play a great game. Um, for the experience you just had for the last two and a half hours, like what would you pay as a collector? No, just as, of, as a gamer, as a gamer, Dan, as a collector of beat em ups. It's like one of my favorite, it's probably my favorite retro genre. Yeah. Same. I would have to, you know, if I had to pick one, it's, I'd have to say, it's probably pretty handily beat em ups, but um, for the experience that I just had, <laughs> I, man, I really do think like $5 is yes. what the experience I just had is worth. Yeah. Like, it's such, uh, 
I just hate how it overstayed its welcome so long. Like maybe you could overlook some of the the negatives if the game was cut in half. Like literally, <laughs> yeah, like no, if I agree. it was cut in half, you might be able to like find way more fun out of this because yeah. it is satisfying to play. But when you're doing the same quote unquote satisfying combat for two and a half hours, yeah. like this is when these games kind of you go, okay, I'm kind of done. Yeah. Like Castle Crashers is fun, but it's not really fun if you play it for six hours straight. You're just kind of like, all right, it's time to take a break. Yeah, and that's the benefit of being able to save a game. You can't save yeah. uh, this game. So well, you could save it on a Retron if you really wanted to go yeah, that route. That's true, that's true. Or the stage select kind of gives you a, a way of... But if you unlock but, Rue, you're going to not have him. When you use that stage select, he's going to be gone. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, I gotta say five. I gotta say five to seven dollars is what I would pay <laughs> for that experience. All right, and I would pay five to seven dollars if I knew I wasn't gonna play it all in one sitting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if somebody's gonna force me to play this all in one sitting, like we just did tonight, like you know, we've only got a few hours. We're gonna hang out. We're gonna play this game. I'm gonna be like. I can't. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Let's play Streets of Rage 2 or something else. Yeah. I don't know. Not Streets of Rage 3, which makes me so sad because I thought this was going to be a great game. <laughs> so I guess that uh, that kind of brings us to the next question, Jordan, is what do you think this game is is worth? Um. Okay. You've sort of already let out that it has to be worth like a significant amount of money just by the way you're talking about it. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I've already forgotten. It's been two weeks and I've already forgotten what Sunset Riders, I think that was like 60 bucks. Yeah, I think it was $60. So I feel like this has to be in that range, maybe more because it's like uh first party. It's like a game that has a lot of name recognition. I'm going to go like $75. Okay. As of, I think today... It was trending on eBay for $55. Okay. But I saw, and it's cartridge only, I saw listings for like $35 and $45. And I think they were actually buy it now listings. Now I saw that your copy is complete in box with the manual and like the papers and everything. Right. So what is that? Did you look that up? That gets upward of like 80 and beyond. I saw some for like over 100 um, for complete copies. So I think it's... It's I th- I want to say like eighty to one thirty is kind of the variable range that complete copies go for. Okay, so when are we getting uh, yours up on eBay? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's probably ethically wrong of you to force somebody else uh, to have to experience this game. <laughs> no. Well, that sort of uh, brings me to. Um, a different place because there are a lot of other ways to play this game actually um you can play this game on the genesis collection that just came out on ps4 and xbox one and switch uh you can grab that for i want to say like 20 to 30 dollars i think it was 20 bucks generally what you can get that for it's also on sonic's ultimate genesis collection on xbox 360 and ps3 which you can get a copy of for around ten dollars, if you want to play on 360 and PS3, you get the whole trilogy. You get a bunch of other Sega games. This, the trilogy is available on Xbox Live for ten dollars. Okay. If you just want these three games, and those are playable on Xbox One. 
there's a Steam version of this game that oh. you can get for a dollar. Hey, <laughs> there we go. Look at that. So I was kind of hoping you would pay a dollar for this, Jordan, so that I could let you know how you could do that. The unfortunate thing is, Dan, <laughs> that uh, I didn't quite make it to a dollar on right. this one. So, oh, man. That's yeah, rough. I know. It's, that's... It's, a, it's, a, it's a bad place to be. Yeah. Uh, there used to be an iOS version of this game. No, stop. <laughs> oh. uh, it got removed from the App Store in 2015. Didn't look too much into it. Don't know why that happened. But somebody really... in the censorship department at Apple has you know, <laughs> standards. That's why. If you really need to play Streets of Rage on iOS, you can still buy Streets of Rage 1 or 2 oh, okay. on your iPhone. <laughs> Yeah, they probably got sick of how many refunds they had to process oh, and they're like, all right, we're taking this one down. Well, it's funny that you mention uh, standards and, and stuff because the the Western version of this game is actually censored a little bit. There you got, there's some things taken out and it's apparently the Japanese version is just way better. Oh, so Did they like take out like full bars of music that make the songs <laughs> listenable. <laughs> yes, they took out all of the good parts of the soundtrack. Yeah, they just left the garbage. Oh my goodness. They actually took out every other note. That would actually that would actually explain a lot of this if they took out every other note and that's why uh the music is so bad. Yeah. Um and the last way you can play Streets of Rage is Streets of Rage 2 on PSN for $5 if you still have your PS3 hooked up. So there are a lot of ways to get your Streets of Rage fix. Most of them come with the second Streets of Rage, which is the one you probably should play. So if you want to play this game, do yourself a favor. Don't go buying the cartridge for no, 50 to $130. There's lots of collections. There's lots of digital versions you can get. Um, if you want to play Streets of Rage, maybe pick up a different one. If you just like beat em ups, listen to a bunch of other episodes we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> some good, some bad, but there's definitely better beat ups out there than this. Yeah. And for me, this game is going to have to go firmly in the worthless uh, column. Yeah, unless you're like a hardcore collector and you have to have these cartridges and these are the ways that you have to play these games, then please just don't pay $55 for this game. It's worthless yeah. at that price. Um, it's... <sighs> I don't know if it's like utterly worthless, you know, if it's like if you had that collection on PS4 or Switch or whatever, if it's like just don't play Streets of Rage. I don't know that I'd go that far. Yeah. But I definitely wouldn't get the original Genesis version. No. If you can help it. <laughs> like what what scenario can you not help? Like somebody's somebody's forcing this game upon me. I have to play it. Well, some people, I don't know. There's like an OCD collector thing that collectors have sometimes. And yeah. it's like, well, I have the first two Streets of Rage games on Genesis, so now I have to have the third one. And it's like, and you really don't unless you're trying to complete your collection and you're unwilling to play this on any of the recent platforms or PC or, you know, Xbox 360. Yeah, the sad like, thing that's going to happen is when the fourth one comes out, there's going to be a lot of people who go to finish their collection and buy this game that are going to waste a lot of money. I don't know. I'm, I'm that, and that, that makes me sad because, like, after today, I'm like, I really need to think about whether or not I want Streets of Rage Four. Whereas before, <laughs> I was like, it was going to be a day one buy. I was like excited for it, and I'm like, I really need to pay attention to what that game is before I, yeah, decide to buy it. I mean, that's a good life motto. Like, 
look into stuff before you buy it. I think that a lot of problems in the gaming industry could be solved if people would stop pre-ordering crappy games and would stop throwing money at IPs just because they like that game. It's like, oh, it's a Star Wars game. It's got to be good. Well, maybe not. Maybe not so much. Yeah, you're probably right. I just really liked Streets of Rage before today. <laughs> so Here's the, to the name recognition alone would have would have done it for me, but I have been burned like on some Ninja Turtle games, for example. Like yeah. I like Ninja Turtles, but the last few games that I've played have been just like terrible. But it is what it is. Yeah, and that's sort of the point of the podcast to take a look at these games in the light of 2019 and say, is this game worth playing? Is it worth the price of admission? And I think today we have a pretty straightforward <laughs> a pretty answer. Pretty astounding no. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's not even my game of like worth less than people are paying for it. Just yeah, like, you didn't even have don't. to break out the, the disclaimer. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Streets of Rage. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> All right. Do you got anything else you want to say about this one? No, I think that wraps it up. I think so too. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll see you next time. All right. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.